0: no matter what climate you live in some of the most memorable things that you do that are affected by some extreme weather are really set in your memory and really make you stand out and uh, think about them and the same goes for football games we're going to talk to timothy p brown of football archaeology about a game from 1925 that was very memorable and a little bit sloppy as well for two good teams we have tim coming up in just a moment This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the
1: tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal
2: of positive gridiron history with
1: pigskindispatch.com.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
0: Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to another Tuesday of football archaeology nature, where we get to visit with the founder of that website, footballarchaeology.com, Timothy P. Brown. Tim, welcome back to the Pig Pen.
1: Darren, th- Look forward to chatting once again. Let's see uh, on this uh, hot summer evening, we can talk about a winter. Well, I guess it would have been a late fall day with a tad of snow.
0: Yeah, this uh, headline of this tidbit jumps right out to anybody looking at it and the word 33 fumbles is what caught my eye and the the title listeners is uh the 1925 iowa wisconsin snow games 33 fumbles that tim posted back in april and boy tim this is an interesting one and uh it has all of our attention right now
1: yeah so this is one that you know i um I really suggest that, uh, that listeners try to get out to the site and, and, uh, and take a look at it. Cause it's, I've got like eight pictures that I grabbed off of, you know, university of Iowa, Iowa's, uh, you know, library or photo archive. So,
0: so, so folks get to a rest stop or something, pull the car over, stop running on the treadmill, pull over. We got a link to Tim's site in the show notes, click on it and get to these photographs. Cause these images are outstanding. Like he says.
1: So, um, yeah, so, you know, this is, obviously it's a big rivalry game and they um, tend to be, uh, probably all the way back then, they probably had uh, fairly stagnant offenses and really tough defenses. You know, that's (laughs) kind of the history of both teams. Um, But, you know, this was a day where, um, you know, it's a November game. Uh, but they had an unexpected, or not unexpected, but an unseasonal, seasonable uh, blizzard. So you know the game starts, and there's already four inches of snow on the ground, uh, thirty mile an in- thirty mile an hour winds coming from the north, and since football fields are oriented north south, um, that meant you had a real advantage if you were heading south, and not so much <laughs> if you were heading north. <laughs> and, and so, you know, basically a, a game played in, in blizzard conditions. Um, both teams came out there without gloves, you know, in the first half. I don't know about the people sitting on the bench, but those on the side, you know, playing didn't have gloves. And so, um, you know, the first quarter especially was a mess. There were 17 fumbles between the two teams during the first quarter. Um, Wisconsin, you uh, so Iowa had the wind in the first quarter. So at one point, Wisconsin was punting into the wind, and you know, sounds like the the punter got the ball up in the air a little bit, but he was. They had the ball on the on their own forty nine, so he was probably on the thirty nine or something along those lines. Um, but he gets a snap, punts the ball, and it gets caught in the wind and starts flying backwards and and ended up ended up landing um on the 35 yard line uh, plopped <laughs> down in the snow <laughs> and, and an Iowa player comes over and either grabbed it you know picked it up or touched it and then fumbled it and so Wisconsin got the ball back <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the play, the game right there in, in a nutshell you know if one one play captured captured it um another one that i really liked was the, you know the newspaper articles described um, an Iowa player had a breakaway run in the second quarter, and he starts chugging along. He's like seventeen yards downfield, and he just drops the ball. The ball slips out of his hands, and <laughs> uh, and Wisconsin recovered it. <laughs> yeah, so, so thirty-three fumbles. You know the whole game. It was uh, they had, as you can imagine, they had trouble keeping the sidelines and the goal lines cleared um, and how they determined whether anybody got a first down or not, not entirely sure, because they, you know, they didn't have most of the game. They didn't have yard lines, Um, but, and there were only, you know, as it turns out, there were only six first downs between the two teams all game. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a mess.
0: I, I can sympathize with them because when I started officiating, it was in a realm of no uh, turf fields in our area. We were all grass fields and being right by one of the great lakes, we get a lot of lake effect snow, especially in uh, you know late October and November. Yeah. And we had a lot of games, playoff games uh, that were you know, pretty uh Pretty important, you know, more a little bit more important than a, a, not the regular season games are unimportant, but you know a little bit more high profile, and you have white lines on the field with white snow and. whatever the substances they used to line the fields then it would like dissolve so the line would like spread out you'd have these yard lines instead of being like four or five inches wide might be like eight nine inches wide and and you use those lines to put mark your chains on to measure for first downs you have a clip on it and you measure first down so that was a disaster then i worked a game where the the team they knew it was going to snow and so as it snowed they would run out in between quarters and right before the game they would put yellow lines on top of the snow where the yard lines were and that was a mess too because then you start trudging through the snow and these yellow lines are getting <laughs> kicked all over places I've seen it all yet yeah. and then you come home and we were wearing white knickers at the time you have yellow all over your your pants and you know you get home and the wife's you know, ready to kill you for trying to clean these white knickers anyway but uh <laughs> yeah I, I can sympathize with them with the, with the snow and and uh you the football game
1: yeah yeah, I, um, well, I don't recall. I I, pr- I probably did because you know I I grew up in Wisconsin and you you know played played there and then coached in upstate New York and then I then down in St. Louis. So I've I've been in you know snowy weather conditions, right? Um, I don't remember playing in the snow or coaching the snow. I've sat in the stands many times, you know during during snowy games or, you know, when the turf was filled with snow. Um I don't remember being in a blizzard situation though, like this, you know, because this game, it was like um Wisconsin lost their lost yardage from scrimmage and their penalties exceeded the yards they gained from scrimmage. <laughs> you know? And I, Iowa had, uh, lost more lost 95 yards on fumbles which was more than they gained from scrimmage so you know just a crazy game um Wisconsin ended up winning cuz in the fourth quarter they had the ball on Iowa's one and then they lost it on a fumble uh Iowa had to punt they punt out of the end zone Wisconsin gets the ball on the 11 jeez <laughs> uh you know then they ended up scoring so they went like 6 nothing they couldn't convert <laughs> so just you know crazy crazy game um and then just the last one is just that there was a uh, there was only one pass attempt and that was iowa on the last play of the game uh you know they they attempted a pass but didn't complete it so (laughs) i I wonder
0: wonder why when you have cold hands a cold football and no points of reference on the field
1: (laughs) yeah you know and that would have been still in the days where they used one ball whole game right so that thing was i weighed
0: uh, 150 pounds by the end
1: (laughs) yeah there were no long snaps in the second half oh
0: but wow well i guess the only good news is that there was a a, is in an era before there was game film so that the coaches didn't have to beat the snot out of their players for all the the errors and (laughs) everything in the game they could yeah. do it by memory but uh you didn't have to witness it time and time again in film day so, <laughs> so.
1: yeah well I, you know i came across this this game because i'd written an article about iowa's early uh uh games on radio uh so this game you know they did end up broadcasting this thing on radio hmm. uh so i can imagine you know just just imagine you know these guys had to somehow keep like the tubes warm and you know that was That was early radio, so how they managed to do it, I don't know.
0: Especially uh, with all the, uh, you know, because back then games were much quicker because there was more running plays. So you're running the clock. You can imagine that with all the turnovers stopping the clock, thirty three extra times as probably like a three and a half four hour game. These people were probably going nuts trying to (laughs) sit there through that.
1: Well, and press boxes were open back then too, so it wasn't like yeah, you you weren't sitting in some nice, comfy, heated. uh, location was... <laughs> either down on the sidelines or up in a little shack on top of the stands.
0: Uh, well, some, some things that we can greatly appreciate in the, the modern era of football compared to what our uh, forefathers did on the football field. So, Tim, great stuff <laughs> as always. Uh, you know, you always have something interesting to talk about, and you do this daily in your tidbits and in some of your other posts that you do, both on social media and on your site. And maybe uh, you could share with the listeners how they, too, could share in this experience of having these daily uh, items from football's past.
1: Yeah, sure. It's you know real simple. Um, you can follow me on Twitter just to, you know, find me at Football Archaeology um, or and, you know, my preference is that that you subscribe on the on the site, um, footballarchaeology.com. Uh Every every post, every page gives you the option to subscribe. And so to, real simply enter your email and then every night you'll get it, get an email with the story at uh, seven o'clock Eastern and. As I always say, let them stack up if you want or read them, you know, two minutes later, whichever you prefer. And uh, but just a way to get get, uh, you know, most of them are one or two minute reads, pretty quick stuff. uh, But tells a little story of some silly element of football or, you know, something that has changed over time. And uh, so hopefully it's fun.
0: Yeah, the, the reads might be one or two minutes, but if, if you're like me, uh, some of the interesting images you have on there that you talk about, I find myself studying the the, the pictures you know, after I read it, and I glance at the pictures, I read it, and I'm like, oh, let me go back and look what he's pointing out here, and then you find all kinds of crazy things in there, and you know, blowing it up, and it's good times. It's a great stuff, because the imagery and the, the wording and the stories that you tell are very interesting.
1: Well, good. So, Glad so, you enjoyed it.
0: Well, Tim, uh, we greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing this story about this great game from 1925 and this uh, blizzard uh, turnover battle that was played between the, the Hawkeyes and the Badgers. And uh, we thank you, and we will talk to you again next Tuesday.
1: Okay, very good. Thanks, there.
0: That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during
2: our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman, aka the football history dude.